We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions, or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. And old Jed. I never know what the intro is going to be there. So thank you, first of all, for everyone who's joined us for the last couple of episodes that we've had um, with our talk about leaving congregations and joining a new one. Those have been obviously something that a lot of people cared about, which I mean, we knew initially, that's why we talked about them. Right. But we've gotten a lot of people watching them, sending in questions. We wanted to let you know, go ahead. If you have any other comments or questions on those two videos, send them in. We're given another couple of weeks for more things to come in uh, so that when we do our response video to some of those, we'll have a few more things to discuss. Sounds good. Yeah. So this is going to be a break from that discussion, but we'll be back in two weeks to kind of round out all our final thoughts there. So for this week, we have another question that came in. It's actually come in in a couple of different ways. Sure. But um, I think the way we'll phrase it for this one is, does the Holy Spirit in kind of our daily life nudge us in different directions? Well... It's a very good question, and um, I have a little hesitancy only because when I study the Holy Spirit or talk about the Holy Spirit, I, I hesitate to do it strictly topically because different writers of the New Testament have their own thing about the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And For example, John, in his writings, seems to emphasize two things about the Holy Spirit. One okay. is transformation. Okay. He talks about being born of the Spirit right. in John 3 and in a number of passages in 1 John. Uh, or he often phrases it being born of God. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the specifics of the transformation that happens through new birth when, when uh, we are recreated spiritually yeah. through the power of God's Spirit. Um, he also talks about the Spirit as a means of revelation, but John does that one primary way, and that is through the ministry of the apostles, and also uh, briefly through the ministry of prophets who had the gift of prophecy. Mm. So transformation and revelation. Okay. When, when you get to Paul, which a lot of the discussions center around in Paul's writings about the Holy Spirit, uh, Paul also talks about revelation, and uh, he talks about the Spirit revealing things to the apostles and prophets. Okay. Uh, Ephesians 3, 3 through 5. Um, let's read that one real quickly because yeah. it's germane to our discussion. Okay. Ephesians 3, 3 through 5. Mm-hmm. It says, How the mystery was made known to be known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, 
as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. <clears throat> All right, so Paul claims revelation in verse 3. Mm -hmm. And in verse 4, to the people he's writing to, how does he tell them that they will understand? When you read this. That's right. So they'll understand by reading the things revealed by the Holy Spirit to the apostles and prophets. Mm -hmm. And basically, in Pauline theology, that's how we uh, come to understand the things that are revealed by the Holy Spirit, is through reading mm -hmm. what he revealed to the apostles and prophets. But then in, in reference to this question about does the Holy Spirit nudge us or direct us or you might say lead us or whatever in yeah. different ways in our lives, um, there are two Pauline passages that assume that we understand that we have to read the revelation of the Holy Spirit. But one is uh, Galatians 5, starting in verse 16. Okay. And he's telling people to walk by the Spirit. Right. So that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then he mm -hmm. says, the spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh, mm -hmm. and the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. Yeah. And these two are contrary to each other. Right. So that you might not do the things that you want to do. Yeah, and then he goes into the works of the flesh and the works yes, of the spirit. Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. and, and there, through the revelation of the apostle, he tells us, these are the works of the flesh— you know, that the flesh pulls every human being toward. Mm -hmm. These are the fruits of the Spirit. If you have the Spirit living in your life, these are the qualities. Mm -hmm. And then when you get down there to about verse, what, 24, 25, read those two for us. Uh, 24 to 20, we'll just read 24 to 26 there. Uh, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. <clears throat> All right, so after he's told them where the flesh is going to lead you and where the Spirit is going to lead you, he says, let's walk by the Spirit. Let's live by these things. Let's allow God to produce these fruits in our life. So mm. okay. if I'm close to God's Word and I'm, I'm meditating and being convicted by the, the things that were revealed to the apostles and prophets— mm -hmm then through that means the Holy Spirit is going to touch my conscience and he's going to lead me away from things that I know are wrong from reading God's word. Mm -hmm. And he's going to lead me toward things that I know are right. Okay. If the spirit, uh, uh, if the fruit of the spirit is love, then he's going to lead me toward acts of love. If it's joy, uh, peace, Mm -hmm. patience, you know, long-suffering. He's going to lead me to be long-suffering with people. So that is the work of the Holy Spirit, but it's not like you're getting a special personal revelation mm. from the Holy Spirit, but okay. you've allowed the Holy Spirit into your life by your obedience to the gospel and your fellowship with his word, and you're seriously taking it into yourself. And so he informs your conscience and your your consciousness every day as you go mm. about life. And so in that way, certainly, the Holy Spirit is nudging you. But, okay. But some people think he nudged me to get in that parking place, and he nudged me to go through the left-hand door instead of the right-hand door. And that kind of thing really doesn't go along with what we're seeing in mm. Scripture. All right. Maybe we'll come back to that one in a second. Let me give a scenario and mm -hmm. and kind of see how it matches up so you are 
first off, a follower of Christ. So mm-hmm. you have committed your life to him. You've been uh, buried in baptism, all these other things. So you now have the spirit dwelling within you. That's correct. And you are trying to live every day by the commands of Christ and all that. And so hopefully... Which is the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So the commands of Christ, all the words that have been written by the apostles about him and all those other things, those are part of living by the Spirit. Absolutely. And by that, it produces these fruits which are contrary to the flesh. They're in your character. That's right. Because you're being changed from the inside. This is part of the transformative work Mm. of the Holy Spirit. So in some ways... Could it be that when people say they're being led by the Spirit or when they feel pulled in a certain direction, could it be that because it's so contrary to the work of the flesh that you're like, this feels different than the rest of the world's information around me. I feel like the Spirit is leading me in this direction. You know, maybe. Maybe. But, um, <laughs> let's let's take it from a different viewpoint. In, in Acts 7.51 when Stephen had been preaching to the Sanhedrin court, Mm -hmm. and they clearly were not taking the words of the Holy Spirit into themselves to be convicted and changed. Right. He said, uh, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised Mm -hmm. and heart and ears, you do always resist Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So if, if we're resisting what God is telling us in his word, and we're resisting those characteristics that we know that God wants us to have, then we're not following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm. But if, in fact, we're trying to go with those things that God tells us and go in those directions, then that certainly is the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, So if we're actively pushing against the growth of those fruits, like if we keep trying to come back to the way it's phrased in those, like if we say, look, I'm going to try my hardest not to be, you know, a good person, or I'm not going to be concerned about being self-controlled, that right. would be resisting the Spirit. That's right. That would be resisting okay. the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, in, in the passage in Romans, which is kind of uh, parallel to Galatians 5, Romans 8, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Paul talks about um, our the fact that there's no condemnation in Christ. Mm-hmm. And then he says in verse 4, to uh, the righteous requirement of God is fulfilled in us, who do not walk by the flesh, but by the Spirit, mm-hmm. see? Yeah. So we're going to live or walk by one or the other, all right? So then go down to verse 7 and 8 there. Okay. 7 says, For the <laughs> mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Keep going. Verse 9, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. In fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. All right, so really, if you look at verse 7 and 8 particularly, and in, in that passage earlier in verse 6, you have the mind of the Spirit, which is the, <clears throat> the, the Christian's mind that is being guided by the things of the Spirit. And then you have the mind of the flesh. It's a mind, a, a person's thinking that is set on the things of the flesh. So wherever our thinking is set, Mm -hmm. then that's the way our lives will be. So then you get down to verse 12. Brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. 
-hmm. For if we live according to the flesh, we must die. But if by the Spirit we put to death the deeds of the body, mm -hmm. we shall live. Well, there you have, yeah. through the Spirit indwelling us and through the conviction and help of His Word, we're able to put to death those sinful lifestyles. And then he says in verse 14, for as many as are led by the ch uh, Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. These mm -hmm. are the children of God. Yeah. So those that have their minds set on the things of the Spirit, which primarily includes God's Word, mm -hmm. you know, those are being led by the Spirit, <clears throat> and those people are thinking about spiritual things and wanting to do right. Mm-hmm. So when they see something that's right to do, they know it. Yeah. And is that the Spirit leading them to do that? Sure it is. Okay. Just as the flesh leads us to sin. So are there, I guess phrasing it a different way, are there people who are more in tune with listening to the Spirit than others? Yeah, and when you say listening to the Spirit, <clears throat> don't think of yourself as putting your your antennae up into the ether and thinking <laughs> that something's going to come from some unknown spot. Yeah. You know, that's not what we're talking about, Okay, which is what a lot of people think. And that's what I want to get mm. over in this, this lesson that that's not what the Bible teaches. Now, well, there, there were prophets. I was going to say, just to keep it in the realm of us, like not thinking <clears throat> going out to the prophets and, and all the new yeah. revelation type stuff. Yeah. I can read the book of Galatians and another person in the church can read the book of Galatians and another person sitting across the table can read it. But is it possible that of the three of us who are solely basing it on this, mm -hmm. someone is going to be more attuned to implementation of that message in the way that the spirit or God wants us to go than the other? Perhaps, especially if that person has spent a lot of time with Paul mm -hmm. and understands where Paul's coming from and what Paul's trying to drive at. But basically where Paul is headed is that through, through constant association with God's word and through allowing God to transform mm -hmm. our character mm -hmm. from the inside out, we're going to be led to do these things over here instead of these things over here. So I know that, <laughs> We've talked a lot in past episodes about not combining two different writers, but would that be a good example of what John is trying to get across of the spirit is transformative? Absolutely. And so if we work against the transformation of the spirit, we're not going to come to all the different stuff we've read from Paul that comes from allowing right. the spirit to transform right. us. Now, you know, the spirit does a lot of things. Uh, Ephesians 3.16, we've talked about many times, he's, God strengthens us with power by his spirit in the inner man. Mm -hmm. So sometimes God's spirit gives us courage to do those things that we know we should do, but we feel hesitant to do. And we, mm -hmm. we trust in that strengthening power. Uh, Ephesians 3.20 says that he can do more than we ever thought or imagined right. if we trust in that power, the strengthening power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that might come into this discussion, especially in the, in the teaching of Paul, is his teaching about spiritual gifts, and that by through prayer and through um, getting as close to God as we can, God gives us certain gifts to be used in ministry, and if we're attuned to really using 
those gifts that God has given us in ministry. We see opportunities to mm. do those things. And so I don't have a problem saying the Spirit is leading us in those directions yeah. because I'm not talking about some some voice that comes to me or right. something like that. That's that's not what we're saying. So if someone comes to you, like if someone was to come into your office tomorrow yeah, and they have been in the Word and they're studying it and they're in it and they go, Dan, the Spirit is really leading me to this ministry or I've seen this opportunity and I really feel like that's where the Spirit is leading me. Are you going to go, ooh, that's a, don't get weird about the Spirit, or are you going to go, man, that's great? Yeah, I, I'm or not going to have a problem with their terminology. Um, it depends on if, the, if what they think the Spirit is leading them to mm. is something that's really something that's good and right in terms of Scripture, yeah. or if it's something weird that's not. So, so that's more, the, I guess that's what I'm getting at, is it's more based on if it is contrary to the rest of Scripture, you would go, I don't think that's the Spirit. Yeah. But if it's in line with other passages and other desires of God for His people, you'd be like... That's fantastic. You're obviously reading and yeah. listening, and you're attuned to what yeah. God is asking of you. Yeah, and, and when... Um, I guess when, when we go back to the Romans passage, maybe you haven't left it, in Romans eight sixteen, mm -hmm. right after he talks about being led by the Spirit, we're children of God. Mm -hmm. Read Romans eight sixteen. there. He says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And, and if you leave that in the context of the discussion above, mm -hmm. he's talking about through a Christian mindset and obvious Christian character that results from that mindset. The Spirit in your life is bearing witness to other people that you really are a child of God. See, mm -hmm. you say, I'm a child of God, and everybody looks at your life, and they look at your attitude, and they look at your speech and everything. Yeah. And if they see that reflected in you, then through your character, the Spirit is bearing witness mm -hmm. with your spirit that you really are the child of God. You say it, but then through your character, he's saying, yep, it really is so. Yeah. But if you don't show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> then um, you might say you're being led by the Spirit, but you're obviously not being led by the Spirit because you're mean, nasty, hateful, <laughs> gossipy, <laughs> whatever else, impure, whatever else. Yeah. So. Okay. So then, I guess coming back to the leading me to a certain parking spot sort of idea. Yeah. This comes from uh, Augustinianism and Calvinism that goes a long ways back in the history of mm. things. And it, it has sparked a, a religious um, vein in history, starting with Augustine in the 5th century and then reinforced by Calvin and others after that, that instead of a consistent revelation that we can all read and all understand the same thing by mm -hmm. God gives personal private revelation to each person and tells each person separately what to do mm. in other words I can go like this and I can go Lord talk to me and I can open up a passage anywhere regardless of context I can just read a verse and God will somehow speak to me privately mm. personally and I might be in a class and, and there'd be four people and say, Brother so-and-so, what is God saying to you? Well, God's saying this over here. Sister so-and-so, what is God saying to you? Well, he's saying something completely different to mm. me. 
And so they're all getting their own private message. So there is no public truth that we can all hang on mm. to. There's just this private so thinking of the spirit. So it's less about like if that question is being posed, it's less, oh, I'm reading this, I'm studying this, I'm focused on this. It's a new message based on whether they're reading it or not. Yeah, and that tends to be the thing that they focus on more than hmm. and to the overshadowing of any scripture that might suggest. Okay. It becomes the authority, this feeling, you know. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's that element of I've received a new message almost. Yeah. Okay. But let's say um, you are heading down somewhere and your normal inclination is to go in one direction, but you just there's this weird feeling of like, but I want to go. I I feel like I I should go this way. God is doing something there. No, certainly not. Okay. Um, One of the things that I would throw in there if we if we want to actually get biblical which I would like to stay. I I like that. Is that if you read the book of Acts, sometimes there were praying seekers like the eunuch, like Cornelius, like some of these others. And there were praying teachers like Peter, you know, and Mm -hmm. others. Yeah. And God heard the prayers of Cornelius and God heard the prayers of Peter. And so God put the preacher and the seeker together so Mm. that the preacher could teach the seeker. Yeah. And that was the working of God. Does God still do those things? I don't know why not. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the core of this question is a lot of people would go, well, what is the Holy Spirit doing in my life? Like if we, if we make a big deal of when you're baptized, you are now indwelled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells within you. And that is a powerful thing. And then most people relegate it to that's the only mention ever. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's certainly Ephesians, everywhere in Scripture, it's a powerful thing. The Holy Spirit is powerful to transform us. Mm. The Holy Spirit is powerful to, to lead us through that inner transformation to do good things instead of bad things. The Holy Spirit gives us strength and courage. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Mm. The Holy Spirit manifests himself in our life through spiritual gifts that we can use in ministry that he's directed us to do. Um, You know, there are many things that the Holy Spirit does. So this is where we were in Ephesians earlier. I've heard a lot of people connect back to Ephesians 2.10 about being created for good works. Mm -hmm. Is it fair to use that verse and the concept of the Holy Spirit working within us to say the Holy Spirit maybe guides us to or illuminates those good works that God has prepared for us. Well, again, if if you mean that God has prepared a one specific trail of good works for you as opposed to another trail of good yeah. works, then the Bible doesn't teach that. Mm-hmm. But the Bible does teach that God has prepared every Christian mm-hmm. To do good works. Now, yeah. there's an infinite number of good works out there for us to do. Yeah. So, if you choose this good work and as opposed to that good work, it's not necessarily that, you know, God led you to that one instead of that one. You've got multiple good choices, but God is leading you to do good works. Yeah. That you know, uh, fulfill the mission of Christ. Would it be a, a more biblical way of looking at it that? the spirit has transformed you enough and it is renewing your thought process enough 
that it's illuminating the good paths. Absolutely. And now, kind of drawing you away from the bad paths that the world has available. Now you're cooking with hot grease, Brother Jed. Now okay. you're cooking with hot grease. All right. That's exactly right. And I don't think we give enough credit to prayer in the role of this because Scripture teaches definitely, Luke 11, 13, 1 Corinthians 14, that prayer is connected to the working of the Spirit in our lives. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so the more a person is praying and in the Word and open to doing the Lord's will wherever that person goes, then the more the Spirit of God is going to be working through that person. Mm. Because I think this is, again, the whole element of we like to keep things very finite in this world, you know, flesh, blood, matter, whereas the Spirit is not that sort yeah. of idea. We, we like to nail down exactly how the Spirit of God works in every way, and we can't necessarily do that mm. as we read Scripture. But there are clear directions in which the Holy Spirit works. Okay. Well, I think that covers a lot of the things that have been sent in and the ways that people have addressed it to us. Obviously, the Holy Spirit has a lot to do, you know, and there's a lot of different things we could discuss. So if there's other questions, as we always say, send them in on this topic or <clears> any <throat> others. But I would say that it's a mixture of the Spirit has been either mistaught or just neglected completely, which leads to a lot of these sort of misunderstandings or questions or confusions. Um, yeah. And so hopefully we can help work through that together because, like you say, it's part of the Scriptures. It's a major player. So let's not leave him out in the cold, so to say. <laughs> well, we don't have to worry about that because if if we're getting close to God through his word and through prayer and, and, and opening ourselves up to the transformation of our character, hmm. um, God is working through us. We, we're not leaving him out in the cold. We're going to be used by God, used by the Holy Spirit, which is six, one and a half dozen of the other, in doing his will. Okay. All right. So thanks again for these questions. Thanks, Dan, for your time. We hope that this conversation has been helpful, beneficial, and we hope to see you next time. Have a good one. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.